I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Happy New Year, Dustin Ross. Happy New Year. And you're giving minty fresh greenness Thank, today. Well, you know, couldn't no acquaintance be forgotten this That's year? That's it. So, hey, okay. No, you just opened up my sinuses That's with it. that green. That's it. As a reminder. As a reminder. Okay. It's fresh. Happy New Year, my love. Happy New Year. I'm really excited about 2023. Uh, did mm-hmm. you do, do you do, uh, what's it, uh, resolutions? No, I just yeah. ha- I just sit with my thoughts on New Year's Eve, you yeah. know, before I go out. Before you go celebrate. Before I go celebrate. You know, that's my favorite holiday of you the year. You told me that. Favorite. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day are my favorite time of year, every year. So, you know, I just collect my thoughts and kind of, yeah. I've already done the resolution talks with myself prior. Internally. You know? yeah. yeah. So I um I don't really do resolutions either, D. What I do is I actually um, put pen to paper and make a list of like mm-hmm. the things I am most proud slash grateful for from 2022 mm-hmm. and i mean i don't know how this his sounds or lands but i really intend to do more of the same because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like like some of that shit i was doing in 22 was working yes ma'am <laughs> you yes know? ma'am so i think that sometimes we get so caught up in like change and new that that's cool there's always room mm-hmm. for improvement but there's some stuff that worked pretty well that we can just continue there's something to be said for consistency Cons- right yeah, there's there's a That's value it. in that. There's a especially value in doing that. the kind of work that we do, and especially the kind of work that you the actually do. The kind of work do. that we do. So, yeah, that yes, consistency. Ebony. So 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 for 2023, let's be consistent. That's right. Keep the keep it keep, keep it, it cute. Keep it consistent. Keep it cute and yeah. keep it consistent. KIC. Keep it cute. <laughs> also, keep it consistent. I love we it. We just did that. Ebony. We did that real mm-hmm. easy, organic. Uh huh. Okay, so this is going to be a really cool docket. I like that we're starting with a nice mix of stories yes. here. The um. Everybody wants to know what's the breakdown with the Jin Shaw sentencing. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you, of course, how we do on Holding Court every episode. Legal, legal, legal. Uh, make that make sense for you. But also, I'd be remiss mm-hmm. if I didn't bring my lens as a former housewife yes, to ma'am. the broader context of where this falls and the bravo of it all. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go there, too. Then, uh, uh, you know, Young Thug on trial as of this week. Whew. I got to say, I didn't really think it would get to trial, yeah. um, particularly after Gunner's plea. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Yeah. So we're going to break it down. What you need to know, y'all, about what you're going to see and what you won't see mm-hmm. as it relates to this Young Thug trial, which is going down in federal court this week. And, of course, Damar Hamlin. I'm so happy that this brother is now um you know he looks like he's making a full-on recovery thank you god he is awake he is writing yes. i believe he's speaking yes i heard last I heard report that too and i think we all i mean i think everybody's heart you know kind of stopped along with his almost in a way right like yeah. for like a second just like oh my god what are we watching mm-hmm. are we watching the end of, of a young man's life. And I think a lot of us thought we might have been watching that. A, a, a harrowing, terrifying thought. Terrifying that thought. Watching that. that we all have. I mean, that was really nuts when you mm-hmm. go back and even watch it now. But to see how far this young brother has come in his recovery just in uh, a week's time. Right. It's, uh, you know, God, I, I believe we serve a God of miracles, mm-hmm. Dustin. I truly do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you don't believe that or you, you're skeptical of that, I, I, I make space and, and totally understand that. But I think when you look at what has happened with Damar, uh, you've got to consider yeah. that we serve a God of miracles because yeah. that young man is a miracle. Yes, he is. Uh, I love the first thing that they, they said that he wrote was, did we win? Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, you, <laughs> honey, you won. You won, okay? You won. The big game. B- <laughs> okay. Why are you giving me Sanford and Son? <laughs> he won the big, the big one. one not the big bit. one. It's the big one. We thought it was, okay? Oh, Jesus. Ooh, I'm not Lord. doing this with you, Dustin. We I'm just so get happy started. I was that good news. That was okay? some good news. That was some good news. Okay, so starting off with Miss Shaw. All right, y'all. Y'all know that I've been... Um, I guess I would say delicate mm-hmm. in the way I have talked about this thus far because I was waiting for this moment, mm-hmm. for the moment where we've got a real conclusion yeah. to the legal uh, fiasco, and it has been a fiasco for Ms. Jen Shaw. And that's that's not to judge. It's just to say that anytime you're dealing with the federal government, mm-hmm. Dustin, and charges of this nature, this kind of broad scope of fraud and um, you know the nature of her victims, and, and now we, we don't have to say allegedly because there's been a conviction, a, a, a conviction mm-hmm. an admission by mm-hmm. Jennifer herself. So that's where we are. And that, that that's just the chaotic nature. Mm-hmm. That's really the better word, right? It's, it's been a chaotic legal scenario mm-hmm. for Ms. Shaw, and now it's come to a conclusion. We yeah. know that Jen Shaw was sentenced to 
six and a half years. So I want to start, Dustin, with were you surprised? Not really. No. I didn't think that she was going to get the maximum sentence, which I think was, what was it? 14. 14. Actually, so yeah, so let's let's start here because one of the reasons, jurors, that I'm really breaking this down too, and yes, it's in the news cycle. Yes, I'm a former housewife. But I really want y'all to understand some things about federal sentencing. Yes. Federal sentencing is a real motherfucking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very serious thing. Um, Y'all know I used to practice uh, criminal defense work, and one of my specialties was federal work. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so uh, later on, after we get through the facts and then we get through the Bravo, I really want to talk to y'all about something called uh, ways, tools, that you can get your federal sentence reduced. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's not particularly common, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. So, does I want to talk about the mechanism in which federal sentences to prison can be reduced and whether or not Jen has an opportunity for this type of reduction. We'll get into that. Yeah. But back to what you're saying. So, yeah, so she was the, the guidelines. That's another point. Now, listen, uh, state charges come with recommendations, but y'all it ain't nothing like these federal guidelines. Mm-hmm. Everything in federal court, I know I always say this, but y'all really need to receive it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's everything is more severe in federal court and everything is more rigid in federal court. Mm -hmm. Okay. Things that are suggestive in state court or local level uh, situations, they're strongly recommended Mm -hmm. at the federal level. So when the, the, the judge, you know, looking in the the guidelines and that joint say up to 14 years, that, that has a weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucky for Jen Shaw, the prosecutors, Dustin came in and kind of, gave her a little saving grace by saying, well, we're only even asking for 10. Mm-hmm. So that basically takes that 14 really off the table for her, mm-hmm. generally speaking, unless you get a real, like, real stick-in-the-ass type of judge or you did some extra fuck shit, in which case the prosecutors would not be doing you any favors. Right. So she's technically on the book side of things. She's facing 14. Prosecutors say we would like to see her get 10. Jen's team uh, did something which... We could weigh the the merits of the the wisdom of that move. Her her team, Dustin, came in and said, "Well, Your Honor, we're asking for three years." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the judge gave her the the six point five, which was essentially meeting in the middle, mm-hmm. right? If the if the federal government is saying ten, you as the defense team are saying three. I think we all kind of expected yeah. somewhere around five yep. to seven. Yep. Is that kind of yep. what you were that thinking? That was where my expectation was as well. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to throw the whole book at her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I really don't have any feeling like I sim- really don't, yeah, like you know? sympathy or empathy or you know. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who was you know, um, you know, advocating for her to get the fullest right. be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel sorry for the victims of that were you know affected by the decisions sure. that she, her, and Stewart was that the guy's mm-hmm. name that she later said threw on her under the bus or whatever. Um, but you know. I just never was caught up in the messiness of all this. I never really cared. I hated to see, you know, her family, her sons and her husband going through this. But I think six and a half, considering what she was facing. Correct. Hey. I was going to say the same. I think from a legal judgment perspective, I would would call it fair to lenient, Mm -hmm. actually. Fair Mm -hmm. to lenient, uh, considering. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, on top of the actual six and a half years that she's going to do in prison, and then, of course, she'll have five years supervised probation after, I think Jen will be a great candidate for pro- probation. For and we sure. talked about that before on the show. Everybody ain't built for probation. Certain mm-hmm. <laughs> It's certain lifestyles. Certain people can't handle that wiggle room. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. They, 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 they get on probation violate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. 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 I have seen it. Um, I think she'll be a good candidate for, for the probation, so her five years should be uh, no no problem for her. But she's also got some money that she's got to pay back, and that's yeah, a lot of it. a lot of money. It's a, a million a year, ain't it? Basically, literally. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what the judge said. Boop, 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 6.5 million. Um, th- that's like in the rest of, t- in terms of the um, fees and fines, mm-hmm. the punitive, and then another $6,645,251. Woo! In restitution. And that includes, you know, just the stuff. So that's the houses being confiscated. That's 30 luxury items that are authentic. And now, Jen. And there's 78 that are counterfeit. I don't know why. Maybe because of my experience. as I, That didn't surprise me at all. Most of my castmates prefer counterfeit items. Yeah. Exclusive, huh? 
Well, you know, my we know white women. Let's just call it what it is, right? You know, white women love a purse party. Yeah, they do. They, they come and you know, and you know that's always been something that's been shameful amongst the black community. Absolutely. You know, I know some sisters back in the day that was carrying real Louis. I real don't believe in bag. no I wrote a whole article when I was an undergrad, Dustin, and people was people people still be giving me smoke for it. But I said, listen, here's my take. First of all, first of all, it's illegal. Let's start and stop right there. Right, like people be playing with people. That is a violation of intellectual property law, mm -hmm. okay? Those brands, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, mm -hmm. uh, Hermes, mm -hmm. those are copywritten designs. designs. Yeah, it's illegal So you're breaking the law. That's number one. You're breaking the hood law, too, because we can look at them straps and the, the I trim I was looking at a girl tail. on the uh, train today. Okay. Poor baby. Well, I put that down. And the thing, this, is, <laughs> this has always been my thing with the whole fake bags and right. fake clothes and shit. There are so many wonderful options at a price point that I'm sure will work for whoever the buyer is. That, you don't even have That's to do that. That's what I that. said. I said that at the tender age of 16. Like, in you my don't little, have to do my that. My little Carolina op-ad, the black ink is what that you paper knew. was called. Okay. Shout out to UNC, the black student movement, <laughs> and the black ink that is still in publication. Oh, come on. But I wrote, <laughs> I wrote my little piece, and I said the same. I said, listen, y'all. It, if you can't afford, and look, look, look at how far we've come. Mm -hmm. I said, if you can't afford Coach, because that was the. At the time. And, Duty, and listen, what, what you know about Dooney and Burke? Dooney and Burke, baby, the old ones with the brown trim listen, and the bumpy and leather. The, not the new no, ones with not the, the print. No, not the monogram. No, no, no we're talking about the, the that real pebble, Dooney and Burke. That, that, pebble, that, that leather. pebble leather and the little brass duck listen, hanging on the side. Yes. Shit. Don't that's play my with shit. Me. Um, now, listen, if you can't afford that, uh, like you said, there are price points. Maybe it's Ann Klein. Maybe. Maybe it's. Whatever it is, maybe it's guess. It could be from Target. It could as be as long as it's styled and clean and uh, and and real and, and real. authentic. So I'm with you there, 100. Yeah. percent But like we say, a lot of these housewife types, they love a fake everything. That's a damn. Shame. I mean, you see the shows, I Dustin. Do. You mm -hmm. see the 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 fake capes mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. fake. What's uh, it's supposed to be Balenciaga? Look like Balenciaga. Hey, put it down, okay? <laughs> Balance it out with right. some real pieces too. Not that that fake. I just. <gasps> I can't, but Jill and Shaw can, apparently. Apparently. They said there was so many fake persons and shit in that house. When, yeah, when they it was went like about there. 80. Yeah. But a lot of people were surprised, like, oh, my God, why would somebody? But that's that's the gag, y'all. A lot of people with, quote, wealth, um, counterfeit wealth or not, uh, mm. but but sometimes really, really wealthy for real rich people, they love a fake bag. Mm -hmm. They love a fake they love a fake. Yeah. They love a fake diamond sometimes. That is Ooh, so crazy me to me. Okay, Ebony. <laughs> It's levels, you know what I'm saying? It's levels, Ebony. You know, some of us like to live in authenticity. Yes, we do. Okay, so that's what's going on with Jen there. Uh, let's go to... Wait, one thing on Yeah, Jen. go for it. Go for what'd it. What'd you think about the statement that she made when she was being sentenced to the judge where she said that she stands before him as an immigrant? Oh! And, and there were mental issues, years of untreated mental illness that contributed to her making that decision. I think it's toxic. I think uh, I think it's toxic for this reason. In the same way that Jen, at least from the episodes I saw of her on Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. when you start framing arguments, mm -hmm. right, Dustin, that are, are are steeped in a legitimate social issue. Yes. The 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 anti-blackness of it all, the anti-immigrant of it all, mm -hmm. uh, the anti-humanity of it all. Mm -hmm. But then you correlate that with some intentional criminal activity. You are actually doing a massive disservice. Yeah. Right. It's in the same way when Cosby talks about he's the Emmett Till of today. Negro, no. Negro, no. No. You see what I'm saying? I it's, do. It's, it's a real problem for me. So let's keep the anti-black. I, I, I believe that Miss Shaw has been the subject of anti-blackness amongst mm -hmm. her, you know, various social orbits in mm -hmm. life. But let's keep that over here, and let's keep this part where you have said out your mouth that I knowingly and intentionally Did defrauded elderly and vulnerable people. Let's keep that part over there, and let's not conflate the two. Yeah, because you're not helping. No, and it's 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 manipulative, and it's um it's again it's a it's a it undermines the legitimacy of of what you're really, of what you're really you know uh, are trying to articulate. We let the box braid slide. And 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 it's so funny you say that. We let the box braid slide. Uh, there's a friend of mine, Gigi, on Shaws mm -hmm. of Sunset. So I do think that the culture is gracious mm -hmm. when it comes to women of color, women that we think might have some some 
level of cultural competency yes, yeah. uh, participate in aspects of mm-hmm. black culture in that way. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. You know me. I love to be inclusive when it comes to blackness. Absolutely. Um, she so got black children. She has very black children. Yep. Nobody's looking at her sons as anything but black men no in one. this world. Obviously, uh, bro, uh, what's the, what's the Sharif? Sharif, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Sharif. Mm-hmm. And Sharif, people forget, Sharif is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Sharif mm-hmm. is a lawyer. Sharif has passed a bar exam. What so, did he help? Well, there's a lot of ways to construe that inquiry. Hmm. So I'm gonna leave that alone for at the, for this particular juncture. Because we just we might know. revisit that a little <laughs> bit later in the new year. Okay, coach, put me in, coach. Look, coach. All right, coach. We are gonna get back to you in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I think about the sentencing part. I think the sentence, like I said, was at, was at minimum fair. One could argue a little lenient. Okay, that's okay though. I think combined with the dollar amount of restitution i would say that overall uh package of a sentence mm-hmm. fits the crime mm-hmm. that's how i would say i think i would have sentenced her exactly the same way had i been on the bench mm-hmm. now let's talk about the bravo of it all something that i'm calling the Ter- Teresa judice because mm-hmm. in my group chats dustin i'd love to know what yours uh look like because you've got a really interesting uh cohort that <laughs> discuss these bravo slash <laughs> own reality show uh issues my group chat was just like the uh, the, the sheer audacity mm-hmm. right they were like what gets me is the audacity one of my good friends she's a uh, west indian she, what she call it the boldness they the say boldness. the boldness uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> she said for me it's the boldness okay yeah. uh it's the boldness and the audacity to do this knowingly and then go on television mm-hmm. uh that's the part that that people are stuck on i'm not stuck on that at all because for me and i said it's the Teresa Judice of it mm-hmm. all. Let's let's deconstruct this. Teresa Judice and her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was you know early in her career as a New Jersey housewife, relatively yep. early. Now she was a full on reality star, mm-hmm. but this was many moons. And we all remember the episode, uh, you know, the first season of New Jersey Housewives. Mm-hmm. Teresa would go into the furniture store, drop about fifty k yep. cash, cash. Mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. keep it pushing. So that was, it was the same, to me, it was a more flagrant Mm -hmm. display, if you want to make that argument, of wealth and then raising the questions around where the wealth comes from, Mm -hmm. right? So we've seen this story before, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Then in Teresa's case, we saw how it ended. She and her husband, we we remember, they went to federal court. They were convicted, both of them. They served time in prison, both of them. Teresa was um, a 15-month sentence that got reduced to right under a year, 11 months. Yeah. This was back in 2015. And her husband, he he had a serious-ass sentence, and then he was deported. Deported, yeah. You know, he, he still, ain't been oh, back he since. He's the White Lotus right now, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was so damn good, by the it way. Was. I can't wait for it to come back. Listen, so that happened. And then what happened, y'all? They held the show. Mm-hmm. Bravo and the production team held New Jersey Housewives Throughout the duration of Teresa's sentence. Now, granted, it was only one year. So basically, it was like a year hiatus. Yeah. And then she came back, Dustin Ross. And I don't think there is a higher paid housewife in the franchise. I think Teresa and Candy are about Mm -hmm. neck and neck Mm -hmm. in terms of highest paid housewives in the Bravo universe. Mm -hmm. Both topping $2 million a season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you really ask like the... The Bravo fanatics, mm-hmm. they would probably tell you Teresa is the most famous, adored, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there would be the time when it would neck and neck with her and Nene maybe, mm-hmm. or her, Nene, and Bethany. But when you take Nene and Bethany out the game mm-hmm. because they're no longer housewives, it's Teresa. Yeah, she's one of the last standing original, original cast members because Candy came in season two. Technically. Candy, let's be clear, Candy is Real Housewives of Atlanta, right? Oh my God, totally. But also, Candy is so much more than ben, that. Ben, exactly. If I can, you know, and, and I do think... And I'm I could be wrong because my I'm too close to it, mm-hmm. right? But I think that when I think of Candy, Housewives isn't even the first thing I think about. True, because right? we met her prior to correct. She was, she was already Candy. People so like I think Teresa. people like Teresa mm-hmm. or Nene or Bethany. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a context mm-hmm. of you other than mm-hmm. Housewives. Mm-hmm. So your ability, the, the 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 gravity you carry in that particular context yep. is heavy. I totally agree. Did you yep. So I would all that to say, y'all. I'm breaking it down because 2015 was a while ago. The point is, it was a come up. Yeah, it was a come up. The point is, Teresa. Going on the show, opening up herself and her family to federal criminal prosecution, ultimately sitting here 
almost 10 years later, eight, nine, 10 years later, was an enormous come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This woman did her time. She's now got a whole new man, a mm-hmm. whole new marriage, mm-hmm. more money than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it was a win. So why wouldn't Jin Shaw, one could argue, mm-hmm. why wouldn't Jin Shaw see that and say, oh, well, <laughs> there's there's clearly life after the, the federal penitentiary. And it clearly could look very good. Now, what I would say Jennifer did not account for, potentially, I'm just kind of painting a wide brush here, y'all, is the scope of the prosecution. That's the part you can't. I think Jen probably, if if she was applying the the Teresa Judice factor, as I'm laying it out here, Dustin, might have been thinking she, too. We get one or two years. I could do, you know, remember we had that conversation? Mm-hmm. My, somebody texted me the other day, like, I'm with Dustin, bitch. I, I'm not doing 15 minutes. I ain't got, I ain't got yeah. it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. It don't work yeah. for me. It don't okay? work for me. It's a no for me, dog. Um, she overplayed her hand, though. Right. Versus, like, if you're thinking, okay, I might can do a year or two. They'll hold the show. I'll come back, and I'll be bigger than before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that there is precedent for that thinking is my only point based off of what we saw happen with Teresa. Right. We have seen this before. Unfortunately, what worked for Teresa is not going to work for Jen. You ain't Teresa, boo. You're not Teresa for the sheer length of your sentence. No one's holding anything for I don't even know if we're going to have a Salt Lake City housewives in six years. Whether she had gone to jail or not, we didn't know if the future of <laughs> Of that, of that particular you know, was franchise, we're going to sustain. Years. Correct. I, um, and 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 she just overplayed her hand. There was a value that Teresa had to that franchise that and too. to yeah. that marketplace that she just simply does not have. Correct. We don't know her like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We it's weren't. Not, we're not in long enough of a relationship. That's a very good point, Dustin. People don't really understand that. Uh, hate them or love them, there is something very valuable with long-standing housewives mm-hmm. when people feel invested mm-hmm. in you and we don't have that history with Jen. We don't. Nor did she have the 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 she didn't have any connection to the audience other than her association with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Unlike a Candy like you Correct. spoke of who we had other reasons to care. Garcelle. So, Garcelle, you know. Yes. Um Jen just really overplayed her hand and it's too bad, you know. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know what I mean, I Ebony, like, Yeah, I mean, and and again, I don't know, Jen. We've only been friendly on mm-hmm. social media, uh, as I tend to be with most housewives mm-hmm. that I'm in communication with. But yeah, I, 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 if I had to imagine what a conversation with Miss Shaw would look like around the issue, I think she would agree. It kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you, you kind of knew this was the, the the risk you were running. You decide to run it, and you live the high life for a, a, quite a minute. Honey, since she's been awaiting sentencing and all that, she has been living. Oh, you yeah, see she her had dro- a party. Throwing had, uh, ass on the lot, on, at the lotto concert on stage, dropping and shit. Totally. And all hanging out. She was at a bar. <laughs> One of our friends opened up a lounge in Harlem. She, she was, was in Harlem? She was in Harlem. At the, at, that bitch pulled up and didn't even say nothing. She was okay. in Harlem. She was right, yes. in our, right in our neighborhood. Right in our neighborhood. Shout okay. out to Lambda Lounge. She was okay. at Lambda Lounge. She was at Lambda. Mm-hmm. Child, let me find out. Let me go up to Sugar Monk and see Jen. Because she knows she don't get sentenced till I think, February uh, 17th, 17th. is it? Yeah. yeah. So and she's she going to be outside. She's going to be outside. Well, listen, for that part, I can't blame her. That's very, now that's also very black adjacent. Because uh-huh. we be outside. We be outside. Uh, up, up, up until, until the day of. <laughs> What time you got to turn yourself in, bro? Noon. Well, bitch, you want to get some breakfast? It's on, okay. I see it at 10 o'clock, all right? That's it. Let's get some breakfast. Um, (sighs) Well, we'll see you in a few years. Oh, I do want to tell y'all about this mechanism. uh, For those of you uh, listening that know somebody, because I know none of Mm y'all are facing any federal charges. (laughs) Okay. Not our jurors. Not our jurors. I, I know. Not our like somebody jurors. in my mind. I know. I know y'all ain't. Uh, y'all ain't okay. up, on, up, on, y'all up in front of no mind. judge in okay. federal court. No, I'm just playing. We love y'all. It's we all love good. Y'all. Listen, it, it happens to the best of us. All walks of uh, life. Okay. <laughs> but if you are, you are someone you know or love, uh, find yourself in a federal situation. No matter how big, no matter how small, there's something you need to know about. It's called Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure, Rule 35B. That's mm. what we kind of colloquially call it, Rule 30. What you, do, what you doing in, in court today, Counselor? Oh, I'm over here on a 35B. Mm. What does that mean? Okay. That means we have worked with the prosecution. And you guys hear me talk about this all the time on this show, on the GRIO. Do not underestimate the power of your prosecutor. Okay? Now, most of them ain't shit. But <laughs> even in those scenarios, they can be valuable assets. They could be important strategic partners to your overall situation. Mm -hmm. So in a 35B situation, that means your defense counsel 
has been in conversation with the prosecutors and basically it's after it's an after the fact deal that says oh shit basically we got way more years than we was thinking <laughs> we were we were going to get mm-hmm. therefore on second thought my client might remember a little bit more than she thought <laughs> so what let's have do? a conversation yeah. that's it dustin it's and it be going down just like that mm-hmm. um you bring your client in we talk about what kind of cooperation what kind of value can you offer mm-hmm. cuz they ain't just giving out reductions in mm-hmm. federal court believe that mm-hmm. but if you can provide legitimate value mm-hmm. to the investigation or the prosecution of some others, particularly others that are operating at a higher schism than you in the corruption mm-hmm. or the operation, or even you know of a completely independent scheme. If you can give them something they want, you put yourself in, in place of an opportunity of a reduced sentence. And I have seen it, doesn't I've seen somebody that got 20 years in federal mm. by the judge get that shit reduced to four. Really, Ebony? Now, they gave up some bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that's the level of value they're looking for yeah okay yeah but if it's short of that you can still get six nine months 12 months Mm -hmm. 15 months off Mm -hmm. so we're going to see i would not be totally blown away Mm -hmm. if jennifer maybe remembers some things some names some situations um if she wants to come home early but all that to say if she wants to come home early that's really her only option she's not really viable for like compassionate release or other mm-hmm. things like that unless of course she gets like a severe um fatal illness or something mm-hmm. like that outside of that once you are sentenced at the federal level that's a wrap on that absent rule 35b okay just wanted you to know that so ebony this is what i wanted to know because i yeah. i knew that those sentencing i knew it just worked different at a federal level she always right? does yeah she's gonna do the majority of that time right yeah so that's a great question too that was also in my group chat thank you um Standard is at least 85% okay. of a federal sentence. Yep, yeah, that's that, what I was that, thinking. You're not, so, yes, it's a really important question. Um, so, like, at state-level convictions, depending on the situation of where you at and how crowded the jail is mm-hmm. and how nasty the conditions, you might do 50% of a sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have 20 years to life and be out there. Nah, not with the federal government, bitch. Mm-hmm. Their their facilities are at a different level. Their operations are at a different You know, they're not going to find themselves in a overcrowding situation so those circumstances in which you could get a you know a considerably reduced sentence and, and kind of look up and get out early at the state level mm-hmm. doesn't happen at the federal level uh if you're not even really considered for release until you've served 85 percent mm-hmm. and most people serve 100 i'm gonna tell you the truth most yeah. people serve 100 percent. we're not gonna see her for a minute it's gonna be a long time and I th- again i think at least i was thinking even at BravoCon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. And maybe she did know. Again, I don't know her like that. I don't know her really at all other mm-hmm. than what we've seen on television. But, like, this isn't, like, a little sentence. Like, this woman is going to jail. I was pre- always predicting at least five years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's just a long time to be away, especially in her kids. Uh, I, I was saying in my group chat, too, thank God at least her children aren't very, very young. Yeah. I think they're, like, older teenagers. Yeah, yeah. And still, that's traumatizing. Still, mm-hmm. that sucks. You know, these are still formative years for these young a men. critical time Going in their to development. school, going, mm-hmm. you know, applying to colleges, all this stuff. So it, it, it's just unfortunate. What do you expect to, uh, to happen with the marriage? I don't want to speak it's very, Y'all, it's very rare to take Dustin this long to get out of thought. Because I don't want to speak, ne- I'm trying not to speak negatively over this um, majority black family, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but I just don't know if I would have six years to stick it out. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I would have that. And I also don't know if the tables were turned, if she would stick it out. I have a question. Um, I know you can't do but 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, and don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. But if you were to go away or if, or if your partner were to go away, mm-hmm. how... Would there be openness? Would you? How would you feel about a, a scenario? Because I think I would maybe be amenable to this, where it's like, listen, I'm gonna go away for five or six. I don't expect you to live like a monk for five or six years, mm-hmm. but I would like to make the effort to retain what we have in terms of mm-hmm. our commitment to each other. But you know, handle your business while I'm away. Mm-hmm. That type of scenario. What do you think about that? I just wouldn't play those games. Mm. You know, play stupid games, win stupid, stupid prizes. prizes. Well, I'm yeah. also not about to be waiting around. You know pretending to be in a relationship with someone that I don't have unlimited access to. to. So I just can't, I don't know if I would have that in me. Maybe a year, 
You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. I think that I think it's the length of time. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think it's the length of time. This kind of stuff breaks relationships down. You know what totally. I mean? Like there's there's so many questions you now have to ask, so many things you have to think about and, and plan and strategize. Yeah. You know, and then frankly, not... I'm not gonna lie. Everybody deserves love, but doing life with someone who is now being convicted of a felony, mm-hmm. that's a different kind of, applying for mortgages looks different. Everything looks Everything different. Everything looks different. Mm-hmm. So, well, justice for for Jen Shaw and her, and her victims. Yeah, for and sure. Her, and her victims. Okay. Y'all, uh, Young Thug's in court this week. He's he's on trial <sighs> this week. We've seen him in court. We've seen him at preliminary hearings. Now the trial has started. Did you think we would see him uh, go to trial, I Dustin? did not. Me neither. I did not, especially once the, I, you know, the body started hitting the floor around there and everybody started saying, well, actually. Rolling, 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 like rolling. You know, yeah. I just, I didn't expect it to go this far, but here we here are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are, y'all. So this week, Young Thug's trial has officially begun. They did jury selection last week, so now it's opening statements. Mm-hmm. Now it's cross-examining and putting up witnesses, direct exam. Uh, and then we will eventually hear closing arguments and a jury uh, slash judge will render verdict. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Have you, um, y'all, his name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, which means he's probably a cousin of mine. <laughs> okay. Um, all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we very well could hear from Lil Wayne, uh, Rich, uh, Rich Homie Quan, mm-hmm. and a few other high profile uh, hip hop artists that we know as in, in terms of testifying, mm-hmm. uh, which... If Lil Wayne gets on the stand, they're not going to get nothing from him. I don't even know why yeah, they would bother. We, we, we already, already know, know how this is going to go, right? <laughs> if y'all have not seen Lil Wayne's deposition video, it's available on YouTube. I almost want him to get on the stand just so we can see the action go down. It okay? would be high comedy. And not for nothing, if you are someone you know or love, that's going to be a new phrase for this year. Mm-hmm. You are someone you know or love. Okay. Uh, has a deposition at some point. I actually recommend you watch that. Required viewing. It's required viewing. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne handled that shit like a G. Yes, he did. He really did. You owe nobody anything in a deposition, and clearly Dwayne Carter understands that. Mm-hmm. And did it, and came, came, went on about it his went business. Went on about his business. So we'll see. So we'll see. Now, uh, the judge in this case is a black man. If I had to throw a ballpark age out, I would say late, I don't know, probably early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the right, to me, he's the right judge for the case. <laughs> You know, early fifties is still young enough yes. to have his finger Cultural, on the pulse. Of, yeah, yes. This this is a culturally competent judge, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, this is Judge Ural Glanville, and he has some video out. If you haven't seen it, it's also I think worth watching. <laughs> Did you see this man reciting, reciting these the li- lyrics? I'm not gonna be able to do it justice. Can you, mm-hmm. in your best <clears throat> Judge Glanville voice, read that yellow part? Hey. This, that slime shit. Hey. YSL shit. Hey. Killing 12 shit. Hey. Fuck a jail shit. Hey. Okay. My That's what he was like, doing. Hey, it's the slime yeah, 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 yeah. shit. No, okay. he was, hey. I felt bad because I knew the damn song. I was like, well, have I been singing? No, no, no. Crimes. That, <laughs> you, yeah, you can sing crime, crime, crime interlude. You jamming. It's the slime shit. Hey, it's some bodies okay. on the floor, bitch. Now I'm bliss in your head, okay. bitch. In your titty, bitch. Okay, fuck 12. I'm like, hey. And then I then I heard him reading the lyrics and I felt so shame. You felt shame. Yeah, you felt shame. No, that, it was so funny when the judge was like, a hundred licks. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred licks. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's the right judge because I do believe he's not going to. All of that hilarity aside, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually why he did it, if I have to be candid. I mean, this is still a revered member of the court. So for him to do for this sure. had some intentionality behind it. Trust and believe that. I think he's saying, listen, I, I get the sensational nature of what these lyrics are saying and, and how that kind of in a media space feels kind of somewhere between exciting and um, explosive, mm-hmm. but ultimately, y'all don't get it twisted. This case will not be ultimately about no fucking lyrics. Thank you, Lord. And it should not be. It, I, I'm firmly convicted in my feelings that it should not. This it should, just had nothing to do with. Yeah, it. and so I think I think Dustin. That's why he just went ahead and put this out to like, get like, it on move yeah. on path. Okay, yeah. we got it. The, the lyrics are ridiculous. They 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 uh, suggest uh, criminal brutal activity and now let's get to the actual mm-hmm. facts that i will be here. ruling on yeah correct okay That's well that I makes suspect. me feel better ebony I got to yeah um and to that point let's talk about what is going on factually 
Remember, y'all, this original indictment uh, was 28 people. Mm -hmm. These are state charges. So just comparing and contrasting for a second, we talked about Gene Shaw Federal. Uh, This young thug case is state level. This is Georgia law. Mm -hmm. It's superseding everything that's going on here. So the 28 defendants, including uh, Mr. Williams, also known as Young Thug, this is under Georgia's mm-hmm. racketeer influence and corrupt organization. So this is a state RICO charge, mm-hmm. just to be clear, which is thank God for Young Thug because you don't want that federal RICO. If you got to get a RICO, get that, get that Georgia state. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're going to be looking at them. Now, this is an interesting split because normally, like we saw this with Jen, going back to her for one second, everybody that was kind of a, a co-defendant rolled. Everybody. She was the last woman standing, which mm-hmm. is why she eventually rolled too. Young Thug's in a different situation. I say eight others, like you were saying, them bodies would drop it. Eight is a lot. But when you look at it, it's almost 30. It's almost a split. Mm-hmm. You're almost seeing a third, a third, a third. Mm-hmm. So a third of people are saying, fuck this shit, including Gunna. <laughs> and they're going ahead and taking their whips and they're keeping it moving. Um, and some of those are being, they're not being exonerated, Dustin, but they are they are coming out relatively unscathed. Yeah. Some of those people that are taking these early deals and here's the thing about this, y'all. This is a process. So whether you choose to plead early, you choose to plead later in the game, you choose to not plead at all, you choose to go ahead and get a sentence and then come on the back end and look for some type of reduction remedy, I just want to make it clear, y'all, that this is a process mm-hmm. and that there are options. And mm-hmm. you need to kind of look at the lay of the land and look at the risk-reward scenario in terms of the timing of how and when you move. Mm-hmm. So that's where Young Thug is right now. Eight have rolled. Uh, there are, I believe, several others, maybe 12 others, 14 others, 14 others that will also go to trial. And now we're sitting here with Young Thugs. So I think while it's really important that people realize the lyrical thing is what, you know, what people are talking about, that's really not what the judge is giving a fuck about, y'all. And that's not what these jurors are going to really be tasked with assessing. That is a secondary issue. Y'all, this Georgia RICO charge has 181 acts. I'm going to say that again. 181 acts. Not words, Dustin, not lyrics, not stanzas, not acts. melodies, acts. And that, and, and they go back all the way to 2013. So you're talking about a 10-year runway retro of acts, almost 200 acts. Now, what is what I would love to get my hands on to really do this case analysis justice is what do those acts entail? Mm-hmm. And that's something we just don't have privy to, mm-hmm. right? That That's what we don't know. So I think that that's why I get a little roll my eyes mm-hmm. of it all when people really want to play Google lawyer and armchair lawyer and Twitter lawyer around this young thug thing, Dustin. They don't know enough. how the fuck... How the fuck can you really form an opinion around the guilt or innocence of this brother, which no one, everyone's presumed innocent, absolutely, but, you know, oh, this is bullshit, oh, da, da, da. Well, we don't really know. We don't. Because we have not seen the specificity, Dustin, of what those 181 acts are. Mm-hmm. are. Are those robberies? Are those murders? Are those... Uh, kidnappings. We we've got no idea. And that's a lot. And that's a lot. And again, we don't exactly know the detail of what the eight plea bargains look like. We don't know what was conceded mm-hmm. in those documents. So again, until you can sit there and open up all the files and all of the okay well these eight have conceded to this and they and by the way y'all that's why rico charges are so effective mm-hmm. that's why giuliani used to use them uh with the mafia here in new york city that is why r kelly's ass has gotten got finally mm-hmm. you know you see it took a rico act to mm-hmm. get him the first time and now the dominoes are falling clearly here it's because of the leverage that is available to the prosecution, Dustin, when you can actually charge, not just threaten. Because mm-hmm. normally it's like, well, if you don't qu- if you don't give me what I need. This is what you're up against. This is what I will do mm-hmm. to you. Okay, well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Mm-hmm. But with that Rico, when that Rico hit, it's all y'all laid are all out. charged at the same time. See the difference? See what I'm saying? So now the leverage hits totally different. Mm-hmm. 
This is not no bait and switch. This is not no bluff. It's a clean this sweep. This is a clean sweep. It gives a prosecutor maximum leverage mm-hmm. to come on, put that pressure on severe, and then you're going to get a, a, a high level of cooperation. So because we don't know what those acts are specifically, all we know is what they've charged him with. That's it. We don't know what they have on him. Correct. And we don't even the know difference. the nature of what the acts are. Mm-hmm. We don't know, is this 181 acts of stealing gum? Murders. Is it or is it 181 ten, acts of, you know. Robbery. It, or, uh, what's the lyric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, I'm just laughing at the judge, y'all. The judge had me dying. <laughs> or is it 181 licks? Licks. Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. licks? We don't know. <laughs> Forgive me because I ain't nothing funny about it ain't this. Fun, it ain't, I ain't y'all. Lord, it ain't, we, we laughing at the judge, y'all. We not <laughs> laughing at the licks. Okay, so that's what it mm-hmm. is. So damn thug. Yeah, I hate. I mean, he's really one of my favorite of this new era mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, so-called rappers slash act hip hop artists. He's one of my absolute favorites. He's talented, and he's his the melodies that he comes up with mm-hmm. in his music are addictive. Very much and, so. And you know, I hate to see this happening, but yeah. Was that, um, I was, uh, let me tell y'all about Auntie E. Let me tell you how old I am. I was over the break, y'all, watching old stand-ups of, like, Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. literally from, like, 2006, and I was laughing my ass off like that shit was recorded yesterday. Yes. Like, rolling. So he he had one about Young Thug, and he was like, and then I'd be like, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that bitch, fuck that bitch. He'd be like, whoa. He's really good with that, you know, that's, that, that bait and switch, you know. It was like, as soon as you relax, you get your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Um, so yeah, lyrics, y'all don't don't get all hype about that. I don't expect that to actually be uh, because you can't convict on lyrics. I don't give a damn even if they tried. Mm-hmm. No legitimate trier of fact is going to give that credence as proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So what what is really important here are the acts, potentially the licks. We're watching. We're watching. We're watching. Something else we're watching, Dustin, is the remarkable, beautiful recovery of Brother Damar Hamlin. Finally, good news, Finally, right? some good news. We love some good news on this show, mm-hmm. um, and we have some here. Uh, so this young man played for the Buffalo Bills, and we, m- many of us, you know, uh, I guess the boycott is over, clearly, because <laughs> many of fo- <laughs> had to say it. Say that. Had Devin. to say it. Had to say it. It's, it's, it's a wrap on that, uh, apparently. So many of us were watching the game live when uh, – he took he took a hit, and then he okay. It was a couple seconds, and then all of a sudden we saw him grab his chest yes. and fall straight back. And I think everybody again like the it, it was like <gasps> internationally, mm-hmm. you know, like almost a billion people gasped and and really you know I think we're fearful of the worst, Dustin. We're mm-hmm. fearful that this young man had gone into immediate cardiac arrest of some sort, um, and that he was not going to be with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the prevailing fear and thought. Um, and thank God. And, and you you saw a great, beautiful social media campaign. Everybody in a mama, black, white, purple, brown, gay, yeah. straight. Um, Except Skip man, Bayless. Woman. Well, we're going to get to Skip mm-hmm. because we could put a pin in that. I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that shit up. Um, prayers for DeMar. Yes, that Lord. That was everywhere. Even in this past weekend's game, uh, as he recovers, people had gear. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved for DeMar. We, you know, love wrapping your arms around your brother. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad, Dustin, that we have so few opportunities to have a collective shared human experience yeah. like this yep. now. It's usually wrapped around tragedy. Not Well, you know, something like yeah. this yeah. It, that triggers, you know, human emotion in that way. Yeah. And normally it's too it's after it's too late. Exactly. Yeah. To your point. So to see that level of humanity, see, I think, you know, I think billions of people were praying for this young brother mm-hmm. and his family. Mm-hmm. And he is he's he's up. Thank he's, you, Lord. Thank you, God. He is talking. Mm-hmm. He is writing. Um, he is looking bright eyed and, mm-hmm. and bushy tailed as he continues to make a recovery from what was, in fact, a, a cardiac arrest of sorts. Yeah. Um, and that's real. And but 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 thank so God. Scary. So scary. So real. Such a such a constant threat mm-hmm. in a game like mm-hmm. Ta- mm-hmm. football. I mean, it just is what it is. I think, of course, as spectators and I love football. I love watching mm-hmm. the games. I love going to the games. Anybody want to give me some box tickets? I'm going to take them. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, 
But it's a constant threat in a game like this, mm-hmm. you know, from the neurological standpoint, the concussion issue, uh, and yes, this cardiac arrest issue. So thank God the C- CPR mm-hmm. was immediately done. Thank God a defibrillator of sorts mm-hmm. was immediately accessible. And those are the kind of things, y'all, that we really need to like make sure that we have. Um, I know I got CPR training as a teenager, mm-hmm. and like, but I could probably use a refresher course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure, you know, if if I drop right now, do you know how to? Mm-hmm. Okay, did I fuck up my rib cage? I'm not. I got you. Okay. I know just where to put. You know these, where to put. I, just, I know just where to put this part of my hand. I got you, Evan. I, I got you. Let's yeah, roll. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do One it. One thing I'm gonna do is try my best to stay on this side of the dirt. Okay. That's it. So if I got to get it. on my own chest. <laughs> come on, come on, bitch. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get, 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 give get, it all get, I got. Give it all okay. I got. So he's doing good now. One thing I want to talk about from a legal standpoint that uh, I immediately thought about because that's just the kind of. Motherfucker, I ain't. That's know. right. I thought about the bag. Mm-hmm. And I thought about workman's comp mm-hmm. specifically, Dustin. What that looks like. What for does him. that look like for him? What does it look like when you sustain this type of severe, could have been absolutely life threatening, mm-hmm. absolutely potentially career ending? We mm-hmm. don't what we don't know is this young brother makes his recovery, thank you, God, whether or not he will ever play football again. Right. Whether or not Mentally, he'll be wants to play mm-hmm. football again. So there's a lot of factors there. So there's some good news around that, and then there's some more complicated news. The good news is, uh, Demar Hamlin is absolutely eligible for a workman's comp claim. Mm-hmm. Why? Because his injury occurred within the scope of him performing his workplace duties. He absolutely. was literally on the field. We all saw it. So that's a good thing. And so th- what will be helpful for him, Dustin, is the NFL Players Association. Mm-hmm. The NFL Players Association will uh, basically work as an advocacy arm alongside, of course, his own mm-hmm. lawyer to make sure that this brother gets what he needs via workman comp. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about this this contract. It's pretty interesting. So under the terms of the current agreement between the Players Association, y'all, and the NFL, he will receive the full $3.64 million he signed for his four-year contract when he was drafted in 2021. So whether he picks up a football ever again in life, he's going to get that. But that's a relatively low lo- number. Yeah, that's, that's what I was number. thinking, too. Yeah, it's a very low number um, considering the nature. But it was basically it's a rookie deal. It's a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. He's still on his rookie deal. Now, that contract includes something called a standard split. What is that? That will pay him at a lower rate if he was to be placed on IR, injured reserve. Mm-hmm. And it'll be prorated on the number of games that he missed. I don't like that part. Now, his base salary for 2022 is 825000 Again, relatively low. Um, now, if he was to spend the entire season on IR, based on that proration of the games missed, that means he'll only get 455000 that's not a lot of money at all. I don't like that. And because he was placed on IR with only one regular season game remaining, thank God, he's only out $20,000. Mm. Um, but the point is, if that same thing happened to him earlier in the season, this brother would lose out on almost half a million dollars. Yeah, and I think that's so something unfair. that people really need to look at. Um, and I think... People always, when you're negotiating, listen, the NFL is a real motherfucker to negotiate with. Trust me on that. Um, so what the Players Association, and I forget the brother uh, that runs it, some stuff with a D, uh, but he's a black dude. Um, he's, you know, been, I think, by most measures, very effective in the role, generally mm-hmm. speaking. The players seem to, you know, really rally behind him, and, and he has his po- finger on the pulse of the players themselves. But this needs to be worked on. Yeah. In the next negotiation, this pro rated shit needs to go. Yeah, that that is that's that, it's scary. You know yeah, what I mean? It's too it's too high. You're asking too much of these players. Mm-hmm. The nature of the game, uh, the nature of the risk is too high to say. Well, if you end up missing a game, you are forfeiting your income, especially on these low level contracts. Especially on these low level contracts, you're basically I I don't want to. I don't want. I know this is going to sound crazy because four hundred and something thousand dollars a year, you're not destitute, right? But when your lifestyle, well, you know I was going mean? to say, like, you got to pay your agent, yeah. you got to pay your lawyer, you got to pay your taxes, uh, you know, and then you that know money everything. Goes fast. It, goes, it does go fast, you know, and for when you're living this lifestyle, you know, especially in the cities and things that a lot of these players have to kind of be grounded in for the nature of what they do and where they do it. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the top story here is uh, Brother Damar is, is going to be with us and he's getting back to health. And we love that. And we're so Thank grateful you. to God for that. Yes. 
and he's eligible for workman's comp, mm-hmm. and I want him to file. Mm-hmm. And because it just so happens, Dustin, that his injury was almost at the end of the season, he'll get most of his contract. But we got to look at the but, but if, mm-hmm. the but for. Mm-hmm. But for him only missing one game, he might be in financial, you know, what's destitute to one might not, not be destitute to another, but it is for someone. Mm-hmm. He might be in a very precarious uh, financial situation. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, the powers that hopefully he has certain checks and balances in place already for something like this. You can you can only plan so much, but, you know, you consider the risk when you do a job like this, playing football. Indeed. So hopefully he has some sort of something set I up. I mean, yeah, but I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, maybe if, if, if he does, he would be the minority. Mm. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is these young brothers, and I say this because my last firm, when I worked with uh, Mr. Butch Williams in Durham, North Carolina, we represented a lot of NFL players, mm-hmm. Dustin, and – Generally speaking, I mean, I've seen young men with million-dollar contracts come to Mr. Williams and ask to borrow a hundred dollars. I'm not, I'm not playing with you. Butch, let me hold something. Like so, that's the reality. Fuck what y'all seeing on TV. Fuck what y'all seeing on Ballers. That's the reality. Last point on this: the split contract. This is a quote. Split contract should never exist. Uh, and this should be a major negotiation point for the union. That's the Players Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trickled into more and more contracts year after year and penalized men for getting hurt. It's just another way for owners to hedge and get richer and richer. And I concur. Yep. And I concur. That's awful. And I think the only time that's going to change, and we'll have to see, is when we start seeing, of course, some what? Black ownership in yep. the league. Yep. You know, whether it's Byron Allen, who I think is still in the conversation mm-hmm. with um, the Washington team or the mm-hmm. commanders, whatever the fuck they call now. Um, thank God they're not called what they used to be called, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Robert F. Smith is still very much mm-hmm. in conversation. I think Hove is still very mm-hmm. much in conversation. Actually, I wanted to ask you about that. As someone who grew up Jehovah Witness, how mm-hmm. do you feel about Jay-Z being called Hove? Does it, does that- it never bothered me. I understood okay. the play on words. Okay. Yeah. And I, I never was all in like that anyway. Right. That, you know. <laughs> I know. You know what? That's no, awful. I, but I, no, it's know, not. Like, I just knew you were going to say that, but I do have some Jehovah Witness friends that mm-hmm. feel away. Mm-hmm. So I was curious. I wanted yep. to be respectful. Tell, tell them grow up. Grow up. Okay. Don't take it, it so serious. You should be honored by that. Yeah. You know? I like to call him Hove, but that's just me. And I oh, love the Lord. Okay, me too. Know? I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Listen, that's and ordered my steps. Today, okay? And ordered my steps. You better. <laughs> don't, don't make me get to Order tarrying. my steps okay, that's your right. words. That's right. Order, do, do, do. My, order my steps. Okay. In your word. Hmm. All right, y'all. With that, we're going to go ahead and, and take it on home. So, y'all, <laughs> happy new year. Hold the court. is back in session. That's right, baby. Uh, in the meantime, y'all, we really just want to say thank you. Yes, we had we an do. amazing 2022 with y'all. Y'all had us charting. Y'all had us on the list of best podcasts by Essence yep. Magazine. Yep. And we got a whole lot more heat for y'all this yes, year, we right? Do. Yes, Ebony. Lord, have mercy. I know. I see you about to. About Woo! to raise up. Okay. So what you want the people to do in the meantime, Dustin? Read their terms and conditions and stay prayed up. And stay prayed up. And mm-hmm. stay and stay being ordered. In stay the, being in the ordered. Steps. Okay. And sweep around your own front door. Okay. I'm not doing this with you. Bye, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jay Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, And marketing lead, Samira Still. 